Welcome to All Worth State of the Industry podcast. I'm Scott Hansen. We, as you may know, we put these podcasts out periodically when things are happening within the industry and when there's some uh, something that's worthwhile to report upon. And today is a pretty interesting day, I think, for me anyway. And I know it's, I think you're going to find it as well uh, because we are being joined by um, basically the, the, the point of this particular podcast is to to take a look at the merger of Allworth and RAA. So this was a deal that was announced a couple of years ago. RAA was a very large firm. Um, Allworth was a good sized firm as well at the time and did the transaction. And so we're going to spend a little time now talking about what worked well, um, what did we learn, what were some hiccups and and that sort of thing. So we're joined by uh, two great individuals, uh, John Bentley. John Bentley, his current title is uh, Senior Vice President at Allworth, but uh, John Bentley was uh, the CEO of RAA. And RAA was based out of Dallas. There were a couple of other offices that specialized in the airline industry. So primarily pilots they worked with, a lot of retired pilots as well as current current pilots. And then we're also joined by Pete Ingelkin. Pete is the chief operating officer for Allworth Financial and has uh, been running the company for a number of years. So gentlemen, thanks for taking a little time. Glad to be here, Scott. Thank you. Thanks, John. And Pete, I'm sure you're live as well here, right? I am alive. Yes. And I appreciate being here. It's always a pleasure to join you on the podcast. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And so we we closed on this deal in what, January 1st or January 2nd of 2020. And yes, we're now in the fall of 2021. So it's been almost a year and a half. Um, John, what, what, what led you guys to be in the position where you looked for a partner at that time? Scott, we were looking for and I appreciate the way you have framed the question, look for a partner, because we truly were looking for a partner. And um, when we we thought about the partnership and the partner we were looking for, we actually defined it in, in two Ps. One is the people, and one is was the price at that time. We also expressed that in, in, in V. We looked for values of the people and valuation. But the reason we were looking was because we wanted a partner that could help us grow and could take the foundation that we had laid in the airline industry and accelerate the growth. And you had hired a a, a firm at the time and went through the entire process, right? That's correct. We did. We uh, engaged an investment banker. And while we thought that we were being selective, um, and trying to keep things somewhat undercover. Um, we know that that's not always the case. And, um, and that was fine. We were, were very happy with the, um, with the introductions, particularly to, to Allworth, because we were not familiar with, with Allworth at that time and just changed your name from Hanson McLean to Allworth. And we were very excited uh, when when we met and then continued the relationship and all the way through the transaction. Yeah. And I think um, at the time you had just under 3 billion under management, um, high, good fees and uh, really strong margins. I can't d- disclose the details, but you were a um, very profitable organization and very well ran. And you ran, you were a professional. You were not a financial advisor, right? You, That's you, correct. Came, you came in as an investor and as a, um, as a, as a leader to, to help, build the company and get, bring it to the next chapter, right? 
that that's correct. I did not have client facing uh, direct client facing responsibilities. So I had the the privilege and, and some would say the luxury of, of really overseeing the team, which at that time we had 50 full time employees and, and 40 contractors. And so there was quite a bit of work and we we did employ a full time staff um, on the. Sorry about that. We did employ a, a large staff and did require, you know, full time effort to, to keep things going. And so it's been a little more than a year and a half. And Pete, as chief operating officer at Allworth, a lot of the integration work falls upon you. And um, what's, what's gone well and what's been challenging? And how, how are we sitting now? It's a little over a year and a half later. Yeah, I think overall we're sitting really well. Um, the integrations are always a lot of work, uh, months of planning, uh, and then months of execution. A uh, lot of people working on the project. So, I mean, I and, and we continue to have project planning meetings and ex- execution meetings um, going on today. And you know, the core team is probably north of twenty people. And my sense is there's twice as many people. Um, overall that are working on the project in in some capacity. So it, it's, it's just a lot of work. Um, I think I think overall it's gone uh, really well. It's interesting. Um, you know, we closed the transaction, as you mentioned, in January of 2020, and immediately COVID hit. And so that was a major disruption in all of our planning. We're kind of 60 days into just getting to know one another, and our priorities had to shift to um, having to manage through COVID. So that that certainly uh, slowed things down a little bit, but we needed to continue to move. I, you know, when I look back and think about some of the things that went really well, um, I think the first thing I think about is the client transition and the client retention. Very, very high retention. Client satisfaction continued to stay very high. The RAA team did an incredible job of managing through that. And, you know, this was on top of RAA was a combination of a couple of of entities that had come together. So clients had been through multiple transitions. So, you know, this this is an area where one, the team was uh, experienced and two, just did an amazing job of of leading the the clients through that. So I think that went really well. you know, the cultural blend of the two organizations has been, you know, really, really strong. I think, you know, John's point around, you know, the V that he mentioned, the values, um, we certainly sensed, I, I sensed, you know, early on, we were getting to know REA that the values of the organization from, you know, the leadership all the, all the way through the organization were very, very similar, um, uh, shared, shared values. Um, and we had pretty similar uh, um, business philosophies as well. So the, there was a lot of similarities in the model. So bringing that together, I think, also um, went incredibly well. And just one more point. Um, I think some of the things that, that you know, maybe were unexpected um, were the value of uh, the, the people in the organization. I mean, you look across our organization now that were largely um, you know, unified and several people on the uh, legacy REA leadership team are playing large 
roles within Allworth uh, leadership positions, in, including John uh, here on the call, but several other people, um, you know, taking on broader responsibilities, really leading the organization. I've said this multiple times to our team and people on our team, we would not be where we are today without many of the people that joined Allworth uh, through the partnership of these two organizations. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think a lot went really, really well. And what what kind of challenges popped up that we weren't expecting? Well, as I mentioned, COVID was interesting. There's a bit of a silver lining. There's like nothing can bring a team together like being in battle together, essentially. And um, <laughs> like a good world epidemic. <laughs> I mean, I, we all spent long days on Zoom calls with one another. Um, for but sure. outside, outside of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, RAA, um, given their specialty within the airline industry, uh, like any firm that has some specialization, uh, certainly had some nuances associated with the, the way that they serve clients and some of the things that they do. So, as as we as we really jumped into to business planning, trying to understand. Um, you know, what is the state of RAA? What is the state of Allworth? Um, how do you determine best practices and bring these two organizations together as best we can? You know, there's always things that you didn't anticipate in that process. And I think you see more of that with um, an organization that is as focused in a niche as RAA was in the airline industry. So um, I think I think that was I think there were, there were some unexpected um, things there, which created complexity, which just meant we needed to slow things down, make sure that we understand uh, what it is that we're looking at and plan appropriately for, you know, what is what is the combined state uh, look like? Um, I guess I would say the other element is just, you know, this is a sizable organization and a, and a complex organization. And it was it was a reminder that you know you should not underestimate the complexities associated with truly integrating two you know large organizations and and you know doing it in, in a really thoughtful way where you know everybody benefits clients um, associates um, and, and and certainly you know shareholders. Yeah. I would have to echo that. I, I felt like that. You know, now we're nineteen months into it and we're looking back and so it's easy to forget some of the frustrations when you're in the heat of the battle but thoughtful would be the way that i would describe the the transition and the the unification is that we are literally just now this week converting our crm salentica to salesforce and that was just a very thoughtful you know a lot of respect for the uh, advisor the advisory team to make sure that all the data, all like Pete said, all the complexities of that conversion. So when the when the old CRM is turned off, that everyone has been fully integrated to the new CRM, and that just takes time. But it was not just time; it was thoughtful. It wasn't delay, delay, delay. Hey, we can't get to it. It was planning and and really thinking through all the issues. Because when you when you turn it off, you better be ready to go. And I think that's a perfect example of of one of the complexities where, you know, 
ostensibly you might look at two wealth management firms and think, well, your CRM is just a CRM. It should be you know, very similar for every organization. And so therefore, you know, the, the Allworth CRM version, Salesforce, should work just fine for you know, airline and uh, clients in, in that niche segment. And the reality was just getting back to um, you know, the way that, that, that RAA served their clients, it, there were some nuances associated with that. And when you start to dr- dig into the details, you realize you definitely don't want to break some of those things that uh, have created successes um, uh, for, for, for the REA, you know, organization and their clients. And so, you know, there, there, there were a lot of um, um, sort of analysis around best practices and, and what type of things, you know, do we want to make sure that we build in to the overall process so that when you do move from, you know, CRM A to CRM B, um, you know, there's no client impact and we're minimizing the impact to all of the, you know, associates and users. Well, and anytime there's a, a change in processes or technology, uh, actually any sort of change, to, there's a, 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 typically the majority of the employees don't, don't like it and they're a little resistant at first. And um, maybe John, you could, can you speak a bit to what it's been like for the typical team member at, at RAA? Well, I mean, there's there's lots of aspects of that. And, you know, when we think about, you know, transitioning the technology stack, I mean, no two firms technology stacks are going to be the same. As, as Pete said, every system is going to have nuances and specializations that people think are unique, whether it's the planning process. And so, and you, you fall in love with these things, but then you, you know, it takes a little time, but you realize that, hey, wow we can incorporate these into a large organization and actually be better. Okay. We can take not best practices from quote REA, but best practices from every firm that Allworth has partnered with and develop those into a system that's actually better than what we started with. And so that just takes time and thought. And so for, you know, but look, no one likes change, period. All right. And so anytime you think about everyone wants it better, just don't change it. Okay. And so that's that's the, the battle that you fight when you're when you're doing unification. But when the team is involved in building it from the ground up and, and planning in the transition, you know, it just goes a lot, a lot more smoothly. But for the, as you said, for the typical team member uh, at REA. You know, yes, there was change, but for the most part, it was gradual and slow. We did have a few things where, you know, switches were flipped and it caused frustration. Those were quickly corrected. And that's just sort of the normal transition process um, that you adapt to. But for the just every day, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to when you ask that question, it's like, wow. Because as Pete said, we closed in January, COVID hit in March. And so it's sort of hard to sort out what was what, okay? What caused this change? Was it COVID or was it, you know, partnering with Allworth? But for the most part, the changes were driven by the global pandemic. I think we, we, we spend, you know, a lot of time across the organization trying to understand, 
you know, how engaged our associates, um, surveys um, that we do periodically, pulse surveys uh, with benchmark questions and things. So we can get a sense of how are things changing over time. And um, it's particularly interesting as we're partnering with new firms um, to try and understand you know, how they're feeling um, through, through transition in, in, the, in the early innings of the partnership. And, you know, we're a year and a half into it now and, you know, looking at um, employee engagement rates, satisfaction scores, pulse scores, et cetera. Um, we, we, you know, we, we can objectively say that, that um, you know, the, the associates are, are very engaged and overall, you know, quite satisfied um, and turnover has been, um, you know, very, very, very good. Retention, retention has been very high. And typically, I mean, being very transparent on, on larger firms joining forces, there's some duplicative roles and, um, sometimes there's not always a, a place at the table for, uh, two people when there's one seat and, um, how many, how many uh, positions were there that were kind of eliminated and, and the person left as a result of this? From my well, perspective, Pete, there was, there were actually, I mean, I don't think I have to think back, but I think it's zero. Everyone had a job. Okay. And, and 90, I can only think of one where that job was, was quote, created or slightly different than, than the job that they had at REA. It was actually a bigger role, larger role. We had two people leave in the first year but that was they just decided to leave i mean it had nothing to do with with downsizing or job elimination it was just like um okay it's it's time we've it's time to go do something different they had been with the the firm a long time and they're they're both and still very happy um doing actually civic work yeah, so even in situations where you clearly have uh, duplicate roles, um, you know, certain officers in, in, in the organization um, where, you know, we're not going to have two of the exact same role in a growing organization, you always need great people. And so this was an opportunity for uh, other people to step up and take different leadership roles within the organization. And we've seen so many people do that uh, across the organization. I think I mentioned that earlier that, um, you know, several of the REA team have taken on much larger leadership roles. And then people within REA have stepped up and taken leadership roles, you know, either within that channel or within other channels uh, of, of the organization. So overall, I mean, it's just, it's great to see the, the opportunities in a growing company for professional development, um, for associates and, and leadership. Yeah, I actually think that's one of the things I enjoy the most about growing is watching, uh, particularly um, RA was a pretty good sized organization, but some of the firms that join us um, are kind of quite quite small companies, and there might not have been a, much of a career path for some of these people ahead of time. And then now they've, I'm watching. It's just fun watching people do things that I would have never even thought about, and they're doing incredible incredible work. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And what What are some of the synergies that were realized and are still being realized? Well, the one, the one that the one that jumps out to me is is the marketing, um, and that that was really when we set out to to find a partner. It was to help us grow, 
And so even with with the COVID impact, the marketing synergies, um, we had to to shift because we we both were doing a lot of in-person seminar type events. Right. So we had to pivot and pivot quickly. Okay. But that, you know, doing that together was so much better. Okay. Than, you know, us figuring, trying to figure out, okay, what do we do now? Now that our in-person seminars have been shut down. And so, you know, I think the, the proof of that is in that since we've partnered with Allworth, our net flows have actually more than doubled. And so it's that has been significant synergy. When I say ours, meaning the airline division, the old REA. Yeah, and I would agree with John. That that has been I I, I think a great synergy and and some of the uh, Allworth expertise on the marketing side was really complementary to the business development efforts that REA had been using and had been successful. They, I think they, you know, they, they, they really helped one another. And then there's always the typical, you know, back office synergies. So core technology stack, operating systems, you know, finance, compliance, HR, all of those things, um, asset management. And it's, it's interesting because when you bring these organizations together, it's, it's not just, and I'll use asset management for, you know, as an example. So our asset management philosophies were very, very uh, similarly aligned pre-acquisition, um, and you bring those two together, and it's 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 not as if we just now have, you know, one one you know the same platform that's serving both organizations. We you know, we're now a larger organization. We're able to continue to invest in that platform. We're able to expand opportunities for our clients. And you look at where we are today and you look at the investment solutions that we are offering our clients today, and they're significantly broader than they were, you know, a, a couple of years ago. And a big part of that is just the scale that's developed as you're bringing organizations together, the people and the expertise coming together, being able to, you know, provide those solutions to clients. So, and you, you see that sort of across the organization. And, and John, I know when you guys were going through the process with investment banks, <clears throat> you had uh, bids from lots of different types of organizations. Obviously, Allworth was one, but there's some other uh, larger RAs, uh, as well as just some independent private equity um, firms. What made you decide to go down the path of having a partner as opposed to just a new capital partner? You know, I think the direct experience that Allworth had in, in niche marketing um, what was one key factor. The other was just the association with an organization that has such a strong commitment to the values and principles that we not just believe in, but we operated our company by. They were so similar. It was just a, a natural draw for us to want to associate with, with a firm like that. But you also knew that by doing that, um, you went from being CEO, the man in charge, to being a senior vice president. Yep. Um, and how, how's, the, so how's that trans, transition been for you personally? Um. For me, it, it has definitely been a transition. Don't don't get me wrong, and I I don't want to sugarcoat it. Um, you probably should ask my wife for the real story, but the 
the transition, there was sort of an, this initial shock of like, okay, well, I need to call someone to to get quote permission or to discuss a decision that's normally made. And that was a little frustrating at first, but then it was like, okay, let go. And I know that the reason that we did this transaction is because we do have similar values. We do have similar goals and we have similar philosophies. And so being able to let go and then focus on other areas, which my role now is chairman of the the partners council and so which is i thoroughly enjoy and i get to work with other folks just like me that have run their own shops run their own firms and are now partners in the allworth organization and so it it was a transition but it's just worked out extraordinarily well for me personally and if, if you were uh if it was let's let's wind the clock again two years back would, would you have done anything different during the process you hired an investment bank went through that process ended up finding us would you do anything different if you were to do it again <laughs> well i i probably have a list of things that i would do differently just because you, you really only to get going to get to do this once and so trust me you don't do everything right um, and it's a little, even with an investment banker holding your hand and guiding you through the process and a good team and good people, um, you, you make certain, certain mistakes. And so, but when you look at it from the big picture, no, there's, there's nothing I would do differently. Not even, you know, now looking, looking back 18, 19 Actually, you're right. It's got two years from when we, it's been over two years from when we met and, and started the process. There's very little that I would do different other than just not sweat the small stuff so much. And I know if I recall back, there was a couple times where the deal was falling apart, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, both got frustrated. That's, and <laughs> Yeah, we... REA was unique in that we did have a, we had several owners and, and one um, outside partner. And so there were a lot of, of, you know, different constituency that we had to satisfy. And that, that became difficult at, at some point during the process. And it was like, okay, let's, let's step back. And unfortunately, um, yourself actually you too pete and scott uh were able to see the bigger picture and and uh were convinced me that i was i was wrong in, in my judgment so i don't know about that but i don't know if i can one, one long day in the denver airport can uh, <laughs> resolve many many issues right yeah. we met a couple of times yeah. uh at uh like neutral yeah. neutral places that were easy for both the boat yeah. to fly into but yeah. Um, so we we spent some time talking about what it's meant for the organization, for our people. What about for the clients? Like, I, I know every advisor, uh, leader of an advisory firm is they're really concerned about their clients. They want to make sure there's good client retention. Like our our clients aren't going to like this because they're doing business with us, and now we're we're changing changing things on them. And so, what's it been like for the clients? Well, it's. It's actually, clients are very similar to our team. You know, they, they want things to improve. They just don't want things to change. 
And so it's for the clients, it's been great. I mean, the team that they work with, the advisors they work with has not changed. So when you think about, quote, the name of a firm, which is all often a big stumbling block uh, for people, we say the name of the person that answers the phone is not changing. Okay. You know, you're still going to be talking to Cheryl. You're still going to be talking to Kat. You're still going to be talking to Rutledge. Those names are not changing and those names have not changed. And so, you know, when then the relationships that we've had have been obviously like most firms are, are years, decades. And when they trust our judgment to do the right thing for them, um, they trust that on a daily basis. And so when we select a partner, they're trusting of that decision as well. And so we didn't, you didn't see any noticeable client attrition as a result. No. Now, no, I, no. I do recall at the time though, that you had headquartered in Dallas. We're in uh, Sacramento, California. And there were some people that didn't like the concept of a California, a bunch of left wingers or something. <laughs> a bunch of crazies from California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Any any like any other unexpected outcomes of the of the partnership? You know, I I mean, my role personally, I didn't anticipate my role being involved in the partners council. That was uh, really something, Scott, that that you saw. I mean, that was completely unexpected. So, one, I first I appreciate that very much. So. So thank you. And that's uh, kept me engaged. I think another one for broader Allworth is the large presence in Dallas. The physical presence in Dallas has been a real benefit for the organization. Overall, we're constantly hiring people and you know, that the office, we're actually looking for more space, uh, you know, in the Dallas Addison area because we're growing so much out there. Just a great talent pool out there. We're finding a lot of folks out there that, you know, can help the organization more broadly. So that is a a, a significant and growing uh, physical presence for us, which has really helped. Oh, good. Well, um, what's next for Allworth? Boy, it's an interesting time to be in the wealth management industry right now, isn't it? I mean, the the, the consolidation just continues to accelerate, which is amazing. Just when you think, um, I mean, even even with COVID caused a slight pause, but things picked right back up. So, you know, we're certainly going to continue leaning into uh, trying to find great partners uh, to join, um, you know, our, our journey in becoming a national firm. Um, and and, and we're, we're certainly going to continue investing in areas that are, will drive uh, consumer value. I, I spoke earlier about how scale matters, and it allows us to continue to invest uh, in in aspects of the organization capabilities that'll benefit, you know, consumers. And that's people, that's technology, that's better processes, that's improved security, um, and also, you know, as I mentioned, client services. So, you know, great asset management, specialized financial planning tax services, state planning, insurance services, all of those um, sort of, you know, comprehensive, broad wealth management aspects um, 
you know, so we'll continue to focus in those areas uh, as we grow the organization. Well, Pete and John, I certainly appreciate you taking a little time out of your day to join me. And um, I know that uh, I always spend, I always enjoy spending time with both of you and I'm sure our listeners enjoyed, enjoyed the conversation as well. So thanks. Thank well, you, Scott. Scott. Thank you, Pete. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, John. Take care. Yeah, thanks, everybody. I'm glad you took some time to listen to the State of the Industry podcast and hope you found it informative. If you'd like to learn more about Allworth and our partner program, we have a special website, allworthpartners.com, allworthpartners.com. And on that site, you'll find stories similar to this about some of the other partnerships that we've done and uh, just a, a lot of great information on there. So I uh, appreciate you being with me and look forward to next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities and Exchange Commission.